How comfortable are you with not being the expert? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I want to talk about sitting in the discomfort of not knowing, of asking for help, accepting help, and not being the expert. How comfortable are you with these things? And how much does your discomfort with these things get in the way of you walking into and stepping into the bigger, bolder version of yourself, of your life, and the business you want to have for yourself? Because here's the thing. In order to grow, in order to get better at anything, we first have to admit to not knowing something. It feels like that has been a theme of the week for me this week. When I talk to folks, I am involved as a consultant in a couple of group membership programs. I work with people one-on-one, and I also have a lot of colleagues in the space who I touch base with throughout the week. And one of the things that keeps coming up is people who are not growing their businesses, taking the next step because they're afraid of asking for help, or someone's offering them help, but they feel bad about taking it. They feel dumb. It makes them feel small, so they decline the offer. Or they just don't want to admit that they have a problem. They don't even want to admit that they don't know something, so they move on to a different task. They put whatever they're working on in the back corner and try to pretend that it's not there. This conversation has come up for me a couple of times this week, and one of the ways it's really stood out for me is actually as I've been wrapping up some of my work with one-on-one clients, one of the things that I'll typically do is talk about the highs and lows of the process and the takeaways. And then I'll usually at the end of these conversations with folks say, hey, I really loved working with you. If you know anyone else who's, you know, sort of shares in your struggle or is having the same hard time that you're having and you think I could help, I would really appreciate a referral or an introduction. I would love the opportunity to help more people like you. It's a way of sort of using networking as a way of building my business. Um, It's kind of how I've always built my businesses. My brick and mortar private practice was built on referrals. This online business um, has been largely built on referrals. It's a common conversation I have with people, and I'm usually not shy about putting myself out there and asking for the referral. What's been interesting for me over the past month is when I'm working with people who are in a staff established successful businesses. And when I say that, I'm talking about people who are earning six to seven figures in their business. They've been doing it for a while. They're solidly successful. They have their own individual struggles or they have their own little obstacles they're working on, which is what they're hiring me for. But they've already in large part figured the business part out. What's really interesting is consistently I'm hearing in response to that, oh, Heather, I would love to get your name out there. You have been so helpful for me. Thank you so much. I can't believe I would never have gotten through this pivot without you. I never would have been able to do X, Y, Z if you hadn't sort of given me a new thought or a new direction. Thank you so much. But no, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to offer a referral because my business is at a level where I just can't afford to admit to people that I needed help with these things.
I've heard that probably three or five times in the past couple of weeks. This idea that yes, I was totally happy with your services, but no, I'm sorry, I can't offer a referral because offering a referral would mean admitting that I needed help in the first place. And I'm wondering how, even when leaving the therapy world, even when leaving the the stigma of mental health behind, I'm still finding myself in a field offering a service where people feel embarrassed to need it. The shame that comes with not knowing, the second guessing and the doubts and the stories we create about ourselves because we have moments of fear, doubt, or trepidation. The worry of how people will think about us, view our success, our viewer businesses because we needed help, because we were getting in our own way, couldn't figure out how to stop and ask someone who might know the answer. For some reason, there is a fear around asking for and accepting help. Nobody has a problem saying, hey, I can't figure out how to get more sales in my business. I can't figure out how to get my Facebook ads to convert better. I'm trying to generate more leads. And those types of conversations are still widely accepted and understood on a public level without as much shame or embarrassment. But as soon as we admit to having a bad day, As soon as we start to say, I didn't feel like doing this today, or I got scared. Um, Recently, I had a client who got invited to participate in a major, major online um, networking conference, and he turned it down because he couldn't handle the social pressure that came with being on the big stage and on the big spotlight. And we got him there. Um, And we got him to believe in himself, and he fucking... Oh, excuse... (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Explicit warning. (laughs) That came a little too late, but he crushed it. Sorry if you had kids in the car, but he freaking nailed it and he did so well. If he hadn't called me, if he hadn't hired me, and if he hadn't said, hey, listen, this opportunity came across my desk. I really want to do it, but I am scared out of my mind. He never would have gotten there. We never would have gotten him on that stage, shining a light on his business, but also really helping other entrepreneurs who are struggling and building their own businesses. Because he was able to ask for help, we got him there. But if he can't admit that to himself, if he can't say, hey, listen, I am keeping myself small. I am always going to be in the back of the room. If I don't get comfortable getting on the stage, he never would have had that moment and we never would have gotten him to help as many entrepreneurs as we did with a large, you know, a large scale entrepreneurial conference. And my story of that is that that's where the strength of a business owner lies in admitting where our weaknesses are, admitting where we're getting in our own way and not letting that stop us. But I don't think that's the story that a lot of people have. I think people, when it comes to mindset, believe it should just be easy, that it's either something you have or something you don't. And if you don't have it, there's something wrong with you. You're not being positive 
positive enough. You're not looking at the, you know, walking down the sunny side of the street. You're not seeing the opportunity. You're just seeing the obstacles. And there's this shaming and blaming mentality that either becomes stories we're telling ourselves or stories we're imagining other people would think about ourselves if they knew we were struggling. But here's the thing. Everywhere we go, time and time again, we see how that is patently untrue. Over and over again, my business grew and expanded and developed when I got real with my audience, when I got real with the people in my Facebook group, when I got real with the people on my email list and on my podcast that you're listening to about the struggles I was having, identifying myself as someone who could leave her people behind and move cross country. If I didn't admit to the struggle, if I didn't admit to not knowing, the risk of that is creating a story that I always have the answers, that it just comes easy to me, that I'm easily, like, it's that I'm just so, like, naturally capable of always choosing the wise way. And that's nonsense. That's not how it works. Our strength as business owners is in our ability to identify that there's a problem, to identify a hole, and to be committed to fixing it and filling it. We can't do that without shame. Now, of course, I'm not going to pretend not to be bummed to lose out on referrals, but I am more consumed with the problem that this creates. Because if the story is that there's something wrong with us, if we can't dream bigger, bolder versions of ourselves on our own, if we have to admit to needing help, then how many people are keeping themselves small? How many people have solutions to other people's pain points that they're keeping to themselves because they can't figure out how to get out of their own way? Our world is a really stressful, scary place to be right now. There's so much everywhere we turn around. There's a new reason to be worried, a new reason to be afraid, a new reason to be stressed. And if we have people in this path of life who have solutions to suffering, but they can't figure out how to get themselves on the stage, they can't figure out how to get themselves in front of a live video camera, or they can't get their message across and they feel like that's somehow a weakness, we're doing everybody a disservice. That is the risk. And that is the problem with the story we create that not having the right mindset or being in a place where our past is affecting our present somehow makes us weak. I also want to, while I'm having this conversation with you, recognize that a lot of people, when they're building their businesses, they recognize that mindset is important. They know that without the right mindset, they're never going to take action. They know that they have to believe it to be possible in order to take action to make it possible. They carry that awareness with them, but they tell themselves a story that first they need to 
learn how to build the business. They have to learn how to create a brand. They have to learn how to figure out their websites and figure out payments and figure out how to get an audience and develop leads and sales. And so many people never focus on their emotional well-being, on their mindset, because they tell themselves a story that the business strategy has to come first. But the problem with that is if you don't think yourself capable of certain things, if you don't believe in a future that's bigger and bolder than the one you're carrying now, you are carrying that story with you as you're trying to learn the business strategies. And what that leads to is you playing small before you've even started. A lot of people consistently, when they talk about wanting to work with me, talk about wanting to do it after making a different investment. They want to invest in a business building membership. They want to invest in a sales course, in a Facebook ads management course, in a website design course pick your poison, fill in the blank. They want to work on business strategy before they take care of themselves. But the problem with that is that the oxygen mask that you need in order to push through the business building strategies, you haven't purchased it yet. You're leaving it on the side of the road. You're telling yourself you can wait till later and you're minimizing its value. That when we're thinking about dealing with the life we want to create, the goals we have for ourselves, and the things we want to accomplish. We can't put our emotional well-being second. We can't make it something that we do if we have time for, and we can't tell ourselves a story that needing that kind of help, support, and assistance is somehow making us deficient, that we're not going to be strong enough leaders, that we're not going to look confident incompetent in front of the people we're trying to impress and who we want to learn to know and like and trust us. If we don't disarm those stories, untangle them, untie them, and get rid of that knot, we're going to stay in a place of being small. Now, I'm working on a business program right now that we're going to be taking the nonsense out of business building, and we're going to be working. It's Jess Lorimer and I. She's a sales coach um, based out of the UK. She works with people on business strategies and sales strategies, and we're going to be developing something for you that lets you build your business and have a right mindset to be the boss of your business at the same time. Because you can't wait for mindset. And you can't tell yourself a story that you can put that off until later. Nor can you tell yourself a story that you don't need it. That strategy is the most important thing. Because when we look at why business building programs fail, when we look at what isn't working, it's because we've moved the business building space into to this automated system, this automated, like, first you do this, then you do this, this, it's almost like plug and play model, when we know that just doesn't work.
when we know that that's actually not how people learn best, when we're focused on the bigger picture, that we want to be in on something for the long game, we need to be right with ourselves. We need to be taking care of ourselves and we need to have that oxygen mask tightly on our face, taking care of our well-being so we can breathe in, take it all in while we learn the business strategy. If you're telling yourself a story that your doubts, your second guessing, your fears of failure only exist because you haven't learned enough business strategy yet, that's nonsense. If you're telling yourself a story that you will invest in creating a bigger, bolder story for yourself and of yourself once you get this business off the ground, you're never going to get the business off the ground and create a foundation that's large enough for it to hold your dreams. It just doesn't work that way. And if you define yourself as there being something wrong with you, because this doesn't come naturally, because believing in yourself and seeing the power your life can hold for yourself somehow makes you deficient because it's just not a natural God-given gift, then you're holding yourself back and you're so capable of more. And we can get you to be confident and competent, but we can't do that if the story is, I should already know this, or there's something wrong with me for not knowing it. We got to get you knowing the strategy, knowing the steps you need to take for the life you want, and understanding and accepting that sometimes it's okay to ask for help. I want you to do a little inventory with yourself right now. I want you to look at your life and look at your business. Look at, the, and if it's not a business that brings you to the show and it's just a dream for more um, lifestyle freedom or more personal freedom, take a personal inventory and look at how you might be holding yourself back because you've told yourself a story that this is something you should already know or that there's something wrong with you for not knowing it, or you've already invested X amount of money, so you should have already figured it out by now, and since you haven't figured it out, there's something wrong with you, or that means somehow that you're not capable. I want you to take an inventory of the negative stories you're holding about yourself that are getting in the way of the life and the business you want. I want you to take a moment to ask yourself, what if I turn these stories on their head? What if I turn this inside out? I start to see myself as capable, but recognize I might need some help to get where I want to go. How does the story of what's possible change for you? What would the next steps you would need to do be? Are you willing to take them? What if, off chance here, the problem isn't you? What if the problem is you just haven't asked for help or you haven't accepted it? How easy would it be to get over that one little mind block to walk into the life that you really deserve? Just think about that.
I'm going to leave you with that for now. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope I've given you something to think about. I hope I'm moving you to a place of um, less obstacles, more action, more faith in yourself of what's possible, and that you're going to be more willing to ask for and accept help the next time it's offered. Thanks so much for listening. I love talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.